up everybody man this is your boy tony west and i'm here with my man Darrell wheeler man on the week 15 um all things college football podcast before we jump into anything how are you doing today man, i'm doing pretty good i've been snowed in for the last two days you know it hit us pretty hard over here in the snowstorm but you know it's all good though it's all good yeah yeah same here um you know and if for our listeners that are not, you know, in the south, the south of the, uh, you know, United States or the southeastern part of the United States, when we get more than an inch of snow or even an inch, that's like catastrophic to us. Um, so um, basically, that's what we mean by snowed in. I mean, here in, in North Carolina, some places got like up to like 12, 13 inches, which I think that's more so where you're at. They got like 13 inches up that way. And then here, uh, we got about two, two and a half inches. So still a good a bit, bit amount of snow to, you know, kind of have us off work today and things like that. Uh, but just to kind of jump into football, I did want to talk about what I feel like is America's uh, college football game, which is Army versus Navy, took place in Philadelphia at uh, Lincoln Financial Stadium um, this weekend where the Army Black Knights got the win over Navy 17-10 uh, to 10, um, in a really hard-fought game. That game is always a hard-fought battle game. Uh, you know, two, you know, highly traditional programs, um, you know, just a, a big game for the country, you know, and um, it's the only big, you know, D1 game that this week. Um and it's always been like that. How did you feel about this game? Um, I mean, it was a pretty good game. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be like last year. And especially with last year, mm-hmm. like the last couple of seconds that were like pretty crazy. But, I mean, other than that, mm-hmm. you know, it's ex- you know, as far as offense-wise, it, it was expected. You know, they both were in that, uh, mm-hmm. that triple option. And, I mean, mm-hmm. for a, a game to, to be the only game on for Week 15, you know, I, you know as far as F- FBS, I mean, it was a pretty decent game to watch, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it was a pretty decent game to watch. Um, it wasn't like last year's, um, unfortunately, but I it was still a good game to watch. I still watch, you know, the majority of the game. Uh, but it it was a little different. Like I said, th- those two always are, you know, hard battle games, tough, you know, very competitive type games. So it was kind of good to see that. But I did want to touch on that just for a little bit just to kind of, you know, talk about it a little bit. But to jump into, you know, um, what we really came here for is the Heisman. I want to talk a little bit about the Heisman. Your boy, Colin Murray, got it done. You've been claiming for the last eight or nine weeks here that he deserves to be the Heisman, and you got your wish. He won by about, I want to say, about 500 votes somewhere in that ballpark. Um, it was, um, you know, Colin Murray first, obviously. Uh, 2A Haskins came in in third, which I think Dwayne Haskins as well had a tremendous season. So, with that being said, how did you feel about um, obviously Kyler Murray winning the Heisman? You've been proclaiming for the last few weeks that you wanted him to win. You've been saying this for really half of the season that he deserved to win. How did you feel that he actually won? How do, how do I think he uh, actually won? No, I said, how do you feel about him actually winning? Oh, man. Um, I feel good, like I'm I'm satisfied because I think uh don't get me wrong, Tua is great in many ways. I really do believe that. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I was watching uh Cosmo a lot of the day and uh they were saying that, you know, mm-hmm. between him, Kyler, and Haskins, it really wasn't a bad choice who you pick. But honestly, yeah. You know, I think all of you know all of America got you know caught up in the moment when we seen Tua throw up these you know video game numbers, not playing in the second half. All that was great, but 
Kyler Murray, I mean, come on, man. He he carried Oklahoma to the college football playoffs. No he did. defense he did. at all. No defense at all. Now, I know Ohio mm-hmm. State had his shoulders as well. And don't get me wrong, Dwayne Haskins, that man is nice. Personally, I think he's, uh, you know, he's the best quarterback, you know, at Ohio State in the last couple of years. But Oklahoma man, Kyle yeah. Murray, man, I mean, he's just exciting to watch. Like, from him running, his arm, you know, dropping, you know, what, three touchdowns a game almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has 40 for the season. And he has over 4,000, right. you know, passing yards. So, I mean, how could you not give it to this man? And I'm glad, you know, people started right. paying attention, you know, more. Because I know, I know Alabama, you know, is on TV every week and you see Tua. But now that, you know, Collar starting to get a little bit of shine, people starting to see him more. Now people starting to uh, realize and their eyes are starting to open. And it's just amazing to me what Lincoln Riley has done with Oklahoma. And to have Collar Murray, the greatest Texas high school football player ever, so I mean, it's it's just amazing. And if you if you really want to look into it deeply, I mean, he was at Texas A&M back in 2015. My man was not mm-hmm. playing; he was buried on the depth chart. And then you know he's backing mm-hmm. up, uh, you know Baker last year. And who has better? Who has bigger shoes to fill after Baker Mayfield? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I mean, I think right. No, I, I, I agree. It's amazing what Kyler could do. And I, like I said, I mean, just just watch this dude play. He's amazing. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I agree with you. And you, I think you pinpointed something that was important. We got to give some credit to Lincoln Raleigh as well. I mean, two years back-to-back having Heisman winners, I think this was the first time that had ever been done. Um, especially, you know, Kyler was just sitting on the bench last year behind Baker Mayfield, and he's been even better than Baker Mayfield was last year. Um, I think that has a lot of credit to Lincoln Raleigh. And I think if you're Lincoln Raleigh, I mean, for one, recruiting-wise, I mean, the sky's the limit for you. You've had two Heisman winners come in the last two years. I mean, that is a – and I think I tweeted that on uh, Saturday night after it happened. This is a huge recruiting tool for Oklahoma, especially offensive-wise. It's a huge recruiting tool. They're going to be able to basically pick and choose who they want, especially at quarterback at this point. Who in high school would not want to go to Oklahoma right now? I mean, they're putting out Heisman's every year, especially with that spread offense, spreading out the ball. I mean, high school players would love that. So I think that's a big deal. So I do want to give Lincoln Riley some respect. And once again, I'm sorry to bring this up, ECU fans. I don't know how y'all dropped the ball on that man. But, you know, things happen for a reason, and I'm pretty sure Lincoln Riley is glad y'all dropped the ball on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, like you said, that dude is a video game. Um, he's ridiculous, man. And I think he started, and I even started seeing that closer to, you know, you remember a few weeks ago, I was a little bit hesitant about, you know, giving Kyler Murray the Heisman. But now, I like these last two weeks or so, I was like, okay, yeah, Kyler, I think deserves the Heisman. And I know you've been talking about it for the past few weeks, but I think if you look at the West Virginia game and you look at the Texas game, you can see how he just literally, like you said, put the team on his back and said, all right, defense, come on. Let me help y'all out again. All right, uh, what are they? I think they're ranked like 110th in defense efficiency. Come on, 110th uh, defense uh, efficiency defense. Let me help y'all out. And he continued to do it. I mean, you see, you even said it a few weeks ago. Tuye has 
he's got a good defense to back him up when things go wrong for him. Just like in the Georgia game when they played terrible. I mean, when Touye played terrible, he has people to back him up to save him, but Kyler really didn't. And I think the voters seen that as well, and that made a difference in who was going to win that Heisman. Right, right. So I really do think that made a big difference as well. I think like, – and, and you also made another good point. I think Dwayne Haskins had a tremendous year. And uh, he's – like you said, he's probably the best Ohio State quarterback to ever come out of there in the last few years here. So, I mean, all three of them, I mean, you couldn't really go wrong. We're really either three of the choices you couldn't go wrong to me. But I was happy to see Kyler get it. But did you see, like, the Alabama players and coaches were tweeting out like December 29th, December 29th. Like, I don't know if you've seen it, like Mac Wilson, uh, you know, starting linebacker for uh, for Alabama. He was saying he was ready to see them on December 29th. How do you feel about that game now against Alabama with all that, you know, those Alabama defensive players are going to get at uh, Kyler Murray fast and in a hurry. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's going to be a show. That's all I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Kyler is going to fold under the pressure. Now, do I think Oklahoma is going to win? No. I think Bama will win that game. But I'm just excited to see what Kyler does against the defense. I mean, let's 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 be honest now. With that Georgia game, you know, Georgia Georgia was hanging with Bama. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know where I mm-hmm. I'm telling you to beat Bama. You got to throw yeah, that rock. Yeah, and, which I, and that's one thing Oklahoma which I can do. Kyler can do. So, I mean, and with, and with this whole offense, this Lincoln Riley system to begin with, man, I don't, I don't believe Bama's going to hold them, you know, under 21 points. I, think gonna, I still think uh, Oklahoma's going to drop these points on them. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that, that's you know, sure. uh, And you said this uh, last week, how uh, Alabama's secondary can be questionable at times. You know, even mm-hmm. though, you know, they don't have that many flaws, but, you know, they, they're not – it's not impossible to pick them apart. So – that's the mm-hmm. game I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, yeah, yeah, we and got thing, uh, Clemson, Notre Dame. I hope Clemson exposes Notre Dame. Why well, even say exposes Notre Dame? But I hope Clemson beats Notre Dame because I ain't want Notre Dame to play us to begin with. But the Oklahoma game, I'm ready to see that, man. I'm ready to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am too. And I, I mean, like I said, if you really think about it, what is – if you really sit back and really think about it, what is Nick Saban's kryptonite? A scrambling yep. quarterback that can yep. throw the rock. You've seen that with Deshaun Watson. You've seen it with Chad Kelly. You've seen it with uh, even uh, Bo Wallace. you even seen it with – what's another good quarterback? That's, I mean, even Joshua Dobbs, they never beat, um, you know, uh, Alabama. But they've had success with a quarterback that can run and throw. Alabama, that's Nick Saban's kryptonite. I'm telling you, it's, it's a given. That's his kryptonite. You have a quarterback that can run that ball like Kyler can and throw that ball. I mean, it's going to give Alabama fits. Like I said, I've seen it two years in a row with Dabo to where if a quarterback can run and spread you out and throw, it's going to give Alabama some problems because they're not going to be able to just blitz eight, you know, send eight in the box. They're not going to be able to do that. So I do think that'll be different for – for Oklahoma, and I think that may give Oklahoma a little bit of help because, like I've been saying for the past couple of years here, Alabama secondary is their weakness. They're not weak anywhere else but secondary, and they're still better than most college football teams in the secondary. So I do think that's going to be important. But, yeah, like I said, um, I do think that Kyler deserved it. He worked hard. And isn't that crazy that the Heisman winner may not even play another snap 
of football after, you know, after the playoffs. That's crazy. Well, man. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather him do that, have a successful career in athletics than, you know, some of these Heisman winners, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you look back, you know, you got RG3, you know, he's third on the depth chart for the, um, for the Ravens. Ravens. And you look at mm-hmm. Sam Bradford. I'm not sure if, he, if he's on the team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jameis is struggling. You know, we're gonna. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can you can also say Derrick Henry. I ain't gonna say he was struggling. I mean, he had that big night the other night, but I mean, come on now, you know. And then you can right. just go down the list. You know, where's Troy Smith? I mean, you can really even say Marcus Mariota. Well, I mean, he's a solid starter. I give him that. He's a solid starter. Yeah. But if you go down the list, man, Troy Smith, Tebow, even. You know, Matt Liner, right. Jason White from Oklahoma. I mean, if you think about it, in the past few years, who is the most successful high? Oh, past few years? How, what, what, what are we talking? Since we... I mean, probably like in the last decade. Let's say last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say last, yeah, since 2010. Let's say since 2010. I would probably say Cam Newton, maybe. I mean, you got, you got Cam. And uh, like I said, I get Mary Yoda. He's a solid starter. And you know Lamar Jackson starting and Mayfield. I mean Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, he. But it's still too he, early on on Mayfield and yeah. Lamar. And yeah. uh, you know Manziel. You know you know where you know where he at now. So and, mm-hmm. and well, well, exactly. And Robert Griffin. You know I think uh, the way his career, you know, is how how it ended up where it's at today is because he tried to be that scrambling quarterback in the NFL and it's a. And it didn't work so, out. I mean, he he had a solid rookie season. <laughs> Let's right. not forget yeah, that. But solid. yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. you, man. I mean, but do you think that we put too much on the Heisman Trophy nowadays, or no? I do, I do. I think. Well, one thing I do like that that kind of tells me this too as well. I do kind of like how this year they normally always pick the best player on the best team, yeah. which in that case it would have been two yay. Um, but I think they kind of did the right way this time by picking the most valuable player to their team, which is to me obviously, you know, Kyler Murray. I mean, it's it's obvious he's the the most important to his team. So I think that does make a, a difference as well. Uh, but I do like that they make that uh, selection. Though I do think that makes a difference. But I do think they put a little bit too much pressure on Heisman. I kind of do agree with that. Right, because like I said, we just went through this list and. You know, these guys are not necessarily having the careers that we all the most success. Right, because I'm actually gonna read you off the winner since '08: Sam Bradford, Mark Ingram, Cam Newton, um, Robert Griffin, Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Um, if I'm looking at this stat, and I'm not gonna come, uh, you know, put Lamar and Baker in there because it's still too early for them to me. I would say you have three good players on here, two. I would say Mark Ingram, Cam Newton, Mariota. That would be my three. Yeah, yeah. To be completely honest, that would be my three. But like I said, I think Baker Mayfield is going to be a great player in the NFL. Let me go ahead and say that because he torched the Panthers yesterday. But, you know, just, you know, I think that it's still kind of too early the tail on those guys. But, I mean, yeah, since twenty eight, uh, since 2008, those have been the winners. So, I mean, a lot of those guys, you know, haven't had as much success. So I think, yeah, I think the Heisman does kind of have 
a little bit too much pressure on it. So I do agree with that. But talking about pressure, um, one thing that you know we wanted to talk about quickly was about college football players sitting out the bowl games. And uh, I think we had a big announcement. I want to say was it last Thursday or Friday that Will Greer um, will be sitting out in the bowl game um, against Syracuse. Uh, Will Greer, I believe, may be the first quarterback that I can remember that has set out during a bowl game. How do you feel about, you know, quarterback sitting out in a bowl game? And also, how do you feel about players, period, sitting out in bowl games? Well, as far as Will Greer, I think it's just it's just unheard of. It's weird, you know, because we don't really, uh, you know, we understand as far as any other position. Because, I mean, you know, you remember that year when uh, Leonard Fournette sat out. I think Chris McCaffrey sat mm-hmm. out. Yep. You know, these – well, mm-hmm. and you understand because they're running backs. You know, running backs are – They're running backs. They take pounds. Right. Yeah, you know, I already had that short shelf life, so you can understand it. And, you know, you got Ed Oliver. He's sitting out. But, you know, they're playing Army, I want to say. So, you know, Army, right. the line, get at your knees real bad. There's no need for him to play. So, everybody that we've seen you sit mm-hmm. out kind of had, like, a justifiable reason. But Will Greer, on the other hand, unless he just doesn't trust his offensive line that much not to get hit, I get it, but at the same time, he's still a quarterback. You know what I mean? He is what makes that offense go, you know? He's the most important player. He is what won them those games, won West Virginia those games. So I think it's just weird, man, because without him, I mean, it feels like they're not going to win. And I wonder wonder how guys, I guess, you know, on the team feel about that because, you know, one, you know, yeah – you want Will to do what's best for him and not mess up his draft stock. But it's like at the same time, it's like, bro, you're a quarterback. We need to do to win this game. Right. You know, you got seniors on there who want to, you know, go out with the bowl win, you know. But, I mean, like I said, uh, yeah. it's just weird yeah. because he's a quarterback. And I think that's why it's getting all the, you know, kind of attention while we're talking about it now. It just it just not hurt. Yeah. I, that's a trend, you know, I heard him say on college football uh, live was that, you know, I heard, hope that's a trend that doesn't, you know, continue. But, I mean, right. I hope we don't either because it would be kind of weird, you know, say next year, Bama goes to the championship game and, you know, Tua sitting out, which, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that's unlikely. But, or, you know, Dwayne right. Haskins, you know, if he sits out. But, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of agree with you on that. I think it is kind of weird um, for a quarterback especially to be sitting out. So I understand where you're coming from on that. But then again, I understand where they're coming from. You know, they want to protect themselves, get the money. You know, I, I completely understand that side of it too as well. Um, I do think it is a little bit different and it's a little bit harder to understand because of the fact that he's a quarterback and they're a little bit more protected than – you know, any other, you know, positions on the field. But I do think that does kind of make a difference as well. And it's probably just something that we're not used to, but I hate to tell you, we're probably going to see more of this, of coaches, you know, of players, you know, sitting out and things such as that. So I do think that's going to be different. And I think it's just going to have to be something that we get used to, honestly. I mean, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. But like I said, quarterback, though, I think think that's an indirect disrespect to the offensive line. Like yeah. he does yeah, not no, believe kinda, in you guys. Yeah, he does agree. not believe that you can keep him from getting hurt. But you know, football yeah. anything can happen at any moment. So, 
that's a very who, who did, who did, they, who did they play that's... anyway? Who West Virginia play? Who? Yeah, oh, West Virginia. Who did they yeah. play in the bowl? Oh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, they'll be playing them in the Camping World Bowl in Orlando. In All right, now Syracuse might get that dub now. Yeah, they might. Yeah, uh, definitely. And another thing I want to um kind of jump into as well was uh your boy, another one of your boys, Sean Robinson, deciding to uh you know transfer out of uh, TCU after you know having some conflicts with the offensive coordinator there and the head coach there as well. How do you feel about him leaving, and where do you think would be some good landing spots? For him to land. I don't know, man. What I seen this, I thought that was crazy because you you got to and you're in the Big Twelve. It seemed like that's a quarterback's dream right there, dual quarterback dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I just hope he goes somewhere great because Sean Robinson, he's another Texas legend, if you say. But I'm trying to just figure out what if he mess around and go to Oklahoma. How crazy would that be? That would be crazy. <laughs> That would be what, ridiculous, what, 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 man. What, what Lincoln Riley is the king of transfers, and he just gets him another one. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's unlikely, but how crazy would that be? It would be pretty crazy if that happened, man. If Lincoln Riley got a kid like Sean Robinson, very talented, and you put that type of talent around him, man, I'm telling you, it could be something very very dangerous. I don't know. Um, I do think that that team I don't know, man. Extremely- I don't know. I mean, for some reason, I got a feeling that he may just stay in the Big 12, you know? The, all yeah. the offenses. I, I mean, I could definitely – it would be smart if he did. I, 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 hope, he's in, I hope he announces pretty soon because, you know, now we got – we know where uh, – we know where – Kelly Bryant. Yeah, Kelly Bryant, we we know where he's going now. So, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I'm paying attention where Sean Robinson goes because I, I, I'm going to need Definitely. him to have a great career. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you as well. Um, And, you know, you also have to look out for Khalil Tate, too, because I, I know rumors of him, you know, talking about him transferring as well. And then Jalen Hurts obviously has got hot here of late. So, I would like to kind of see where – those guys land, but I'm kind of with you. They, I feel like all of them need to be kind of making decisions like pretty soon here on what's gonna happen. Yeah, because uh, well, well, first let me say about the um Khalil Chase situation. Uh, uh, this, this if, if he transfers, I think it's really gonna be a, a tell on someone. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, people were saying that, you know, Sumlin was, you know, overrated. And he just been he mm-hmm. just he, he just so happened to have Johnny Menzel, you know, to help him out, put him out there. And I mean, yep. every t- I, I ain't watched too many Arizona games, but every time I did, you know, see something, it was like, you know, why is Khalil Tate not running like he used to, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if he, if he transfers, he probably going to ball out, to be honest. And this is just gonna look bad on someone altogether, because uh, you know. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. He, he done. He done. He done lost a uh, collar. Let's not forget that. And yeah. And Khalil Tate as well. Yeah, man. It ain't, it ain't nah. Nope. Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with you on that. It ain't gonna be a good look if he, you know, loses both. Oh, that that yeah, that'll be pretty bad, especially his first year there. Um, if he loses both, that's kind of gonna be a big deal, and it's gonna be a big loss too as well. If he, you know, 
loses both. So I definitely think that um, that's a big deal for them. And I think if they can get, you know, Khalil Tate to stay at Arizona and maybe get him to run the plays more so fit for his, you know, personality and what he does good, I think that would be pretty essential to them. But like I said, you never know with some of these programs and how they run things. So I did want to just bring that up real quickly. Uh, about that. Um, there was some breaking news that just broke a few minutes ago and I wanted to share with you. Uh, Chris Kleiman, um, you know, um, North Dakota State's coach, he's won three titles in the last four years, is heading to Manhattan, Kansas to play, uh, to coach the um, Kansas State Wildcats. How do you feel about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, well then. Yeah, this just happened like literally like well, I mean, that would be interesting because I mean, mm-hmm. Well, you said where? Where is he from? North Dakota State. Yeah, North Dakota to State. To leave, yep. you know, a legacy like that, and you know, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you know the recruiting, you know, over that way, but you know, it ain't, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure all those kids are not from North Dakota. Oh then, yeah, you know, definitely. Of, I'm pretty sure they're grabbing kids from other places. So you know, similar sure. to Kansas, where Kansas is, you know, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, nowhere, right. very bad, but. On the good mm-hmm. side, though, Kansas is a, a you know a, you know slightly a traditional program in the yeah. Big Twelve. So well, I don't know. We, I probably have to give them a couple of years, you know. But yeah, that's, yeah that's, exactly. that'll yeah. be interesting. That would be pretty good hire for yeah. Kansas State, though. To be honest, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a pretty good hire for them. Not even gonna lie to you. That is actually a pretty decent hire for them. I'm actually pretty impressed by that move. I think that you know he showed that he's a good coach. Three years three out of four years national championship. I mean, even if it's FCS level, that's huge, man. I don't care what nobody says. Um, that's a lot of winning that's getting done there. So uh, congrats to Chris Kleiman getting that job. And, um, you know, obviously uh, he, like you said, left a legacy at uh, North Dakota State that's been pretty amazing. So I do think that is something that needs to be noted for um, as well. Um, but uh, was there any other things really that you wanted to touch on in college football before we end this off? Nah, man. I mean, ain't much really going on this week, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty quiet week. I did kind of want to go over just a few of the bowl games that are taking place between now and the next time we do this podcast. Um, there's a few, you know, small games this weekend on Saturday. I mean, North Texas, Utah State, both of them have had a pretty good game, uh, a pretty good season. They play at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, another game that I'll probably put my eyes on on Saturday night is App State versus Mich- uh, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, App State 10-2, and two, obviously just lost Satterfield uh, to Louisville, uh, but still having a pretty good year. Um, on the 18th as well, um, which is actually on Monday night, uh, U- UAB 10-3 uh, and three right now. Like I said, a program that didn't, you know, have a program two right. years ago, 10 and three. Um, and they're playing North Illinois, Northern Illinois, uh, eight and five. So I think that'll definitely be something I watch for. But I mean, this weekend, I'm probably just going to really just watch that App State game more than any of these other games. Um, just kind of the focus on that one, just because I, I do kind of like what App State does and also they're local. So I kind of like what they do and I kind of like to at least kind of keep up with them and see what they're doing. Um, but I do think that's probably the only game I'll really be really, really keeping my eyes on this weekend. I'm going to be watching the Celebration Bowl with the mm-hmm. A&T and Alcorn. You know, oh, yeah. And that's, I, I mean, that, and that's at 12 that o'clock definitely. Saturday. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to ride that with A&T. And also, I, I'm probably going to watch the 
I've already taken a look at uh, Utah State and North Texas just because they both have good records. And mm-hmm. Arizona State and Fresno State, I, I really want to see Herm Edwards get a bowl win. I was just about you to know, say it'll, that. It'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be great for him that. to go eight and five in his first season at Arizona State. And uh, other than that, yeah, probably the app game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, these first couple bowl games aren't really, you know, the most entertaining. I think next week is when we'll kind of get a little bit more of the – more so the closer it gets to Christmas and New Year's, we'll get the more entertaining games. Like, I know next weekend we got, like, Army versus Houston, Wake Forest versus Memphis, just a little bit more entertaining, yeah. you know, Marshall versus uh, South Florida. And then after Christmas is when it really – turns up on, you know, the bowl games and things like that. But um, if you didn't have any other thing else, man, I was going to go ahead and close it out here. No, I'm good, man. All right. And thank you all. Just continue to listen to our podcast every day, man. You can find us on iTunes and as well. You can find us on um, what was that? Anchor. You can find <laughs> us on Anchor as well. Uh, so you guys can check us out there. We appreciate all your support and thank you guys for everything y'all doing. And we are signing out, man. All right, we